0: Navy Federal Credit Union. Our members are the mission. Savings products insured by NCUA. Investment products are not insured. Not obligations of Navy Federal and may lose value.
3: Welcome to Fitness Disrupted, a production of iHeartRadio. I am Tom Holland, and this is Fitness Disrupted. Steroids 101. Now, I have a copious list of topics for this podcast. I keep it on my phone whenever I think of something or someone gives me an idea or I read something that I just think would make for the perfect podcast. It goes into that list, and that list is huge. It's huge. Even after, I think we're approaching almost 200 episodes, that list is still long. And what I like to do is wait until I get inspired, and then I pull from that list a topic that I just read about or someone talked about, something that got me perturbed. <laughs> you've, you've heard these shows before if you've listened to Fitness Disrupted, and I think those make for better shows when I'm all amped up, when there's something current as there is for this topic. And that is why I grabbed this from my list, because there have been a handful of things in the last week that just said, it's time, it's time to do this show. now. It's a touchy subject, like, just about all these topics are in fitness disrupted, health and wellness. One of the big problems is that people dance around the truth. They dance around the truth, oftentimes. As I've said so many times before, they either don't have the knowledge, or they sugarcoat the truth, or they just avoid it. And steroids is a huge one. And I have a lot of experience being around them. But I can tell you, <laughs> and I'm going to say honestly, and I laugh because of the number of people, and I'll bring it goes to my intro, who lie about taking them. So, yeah, you're going to have to believe me. I've never taken them. Now, I don't look like I have, I don't think. Although, you know, when I was truly, you know, pushing the bodybuilding days, and I will talk about that again, occasionally I would get that. But I was never half as big as these guys were. And I'll give you those stories. But it was a compliment. But again, like, you're going to have to take my word for it because so many people lie about them. And to someone who's in the business, it is so egregiously offensive when they do. When they do. And I'll talk about that. So a couple things got me irked about this topic. First, my youngest son is in a fantasy football league, and he just brought up that one of the players has been suspended for six games. So he's done for this season. And out for one game, I believe, next season for getting caught taking performance-enhancing drugs. So that is the overarching subject matter that I'm talking about here. Performance-enhancing drugs. Steroids are but one. Another term that is often thrown out there, and I will parse this later, but doping, performance-enhancing drugs, rampant in sports, in bodybuilding, and... and many other aspects of the health and wellness industry. And and I'll tell you why. And I'm going to end up with four points about steroids that are just bogus, basically myths and misconceptions that just, again, irk me as someone who this is, this is what I do. This is what I studied. I've been around it. So I have so much anecdotal and I have a lot of studies and a lot of reading and a lot of knowledge about this. Been around it, never taken it And again, you're going to have to take my word for it, but you got to take my word for everything. Right. So uh, but yeah, so that got me thinking about steroids. And then I'm not going to use names. I mean, obviously, you can figure some of this stuff out, but I'm going to try to keep it as vague as possible. Then I was watching an interview with a very well-known, hugely successful movie star. And it could be so many that are huge. And he did not. He was outright asked by the interviewer. So you took steroids. You've taken steroids. And he said, no, I was just a little kid. And he said it quickly. I almost want to give him, like, no, I shouldn't. He said it quickly. No, I was just a small kid, got bullied a lot and started lifting weights. Absolutely ridiculously offensive to someone who is in this industry and knows that this person is, is on steroids. And you say, how do you know? <laughs> and again, you're going to have to take my word for it. And part of the reason is you don't get that big and you don't get that vascular and you don't look like that, taking in a lot of protein and lifting heavy. I don't care how disciplined you are. And you know what? Let's take a quick break. And when I come back, listen, I give all the credit in the world. I did it. Natural bodybuilding. And when we come back from the break, I'll talk about how it wasn't natural and rarely is but i'm not taking away and this is where again the argument gets cloudy where it shouldn't with bodybuilders who get so defensive because they think that when they're accused of taking steroids that it takes away from their discipline and their dedication doesn't two completely separate issues all right quick break we'll be right back
2: any disease
3: talking about steroids and (laughs) this is an overview i will do additional shows about specifics specific people (laughs) specific uh issues around doping and performance enhancing drugs but this is 101 and the next show will be 202 and there'll be more specific stuff but i wanted to do this first one just the basics just the basics and for most people That's all you care about. But some people, when it's more specific, you'll be uh, interested in that as well. All right? So the third thing, and then I'll get back to the whole bodybuilding thing and discipline. The third thing that actually got me all riled up was another interview. Actually, it wasn't an interview. It was social media, to be specific. It was an Instagram post, well-known person again, and I'll leave it at that. And they're talking about longevity. And it was all about longevity. And this person is enormous thanks to performance-enhancing drugs. Now, as I will talk about during this show, because it's a huge part of all this, there are enormous risks. There are enormous side effects. And I have numerous examples of people I have seen die. Okay? In this industry. And as I'll say, you can never 100% blame it on the steroids. Or rarely, extremely rarely. That's not the cause of death. The cause of death is not steroids. And that is a huge problem because people gloss over it. They look the other way. They avoid the topic. Okay. But this, this person with a lot of followers was talking all about longevity and all these people were telling him how great he looked and blah, blah, blah. And trust me, what's going on inside is most likely not how it looks on the outside. It's not about how we look first and foremost. Yes, you want to look better, feel better, live longer. But you can look better and not live longer and not feel better. And that's one of the dark secrets of the steroid and performance-enhancing drug world. And there are just far too many people who have no idea what they're talking about who talk about it. And, you know, that's why this has been on my list for a while. And now I have to, you know, do the first episode about it. So those. Three things got me riled up enough that I said, let's go. And I'm going to throw one study in there just to get us started. I'm just going to read, you know, the opening to this study, because it's a great way to just start the conversation. So this was in World Psychiatry all the way back in 2007, June, and the title is Doping in Sports and its Spread to At-Risk Populations, an International Review. And here's the open. Doping is now a global problem that follows international sporting events worldwide. International sports federations, led by the International Olympic Committee, have for the past half century attempted to stop the spread of this problem with little effect. That was 2007. It is 2020. And I would argue it's worse. And that is not the topic of today. The money, huge part of it is money. Of course, the money in sports. And that's why there's so many different shows to do from this. Just suffice it to say, it's a problem and it's pervasive. So when I see these gargantuan movie stars, athletes, say they didn't take it, it's a joke. And (laughs) talking with someone else, I don't know, uh, there's a whole wrestling thing that came up recently. Hulk Hogan used to say, just say your prayers and take your vitamins, brother. (laughs) Well, that's not going to do it. And when I first, and I love, I love all these people. Oh, by the way, let me get back to the dedication and discipline. Bodybuilders have discipline unlike anyone else, along with the steroid abuse. Okay? So, yes, there are two things involved. It is the steroids, and it is the diet, and the exercise. So three things. The workout. And you can parse it out to, to cardio, but they do very little cardio. Topic for another, actually a fit tip I've got coming up. But just because you are disciplined doesn't mean you are not on drugs. And there are people, by the way, that I know that have taken the drugs back when I was a trainer in New York City. There were a couple of trainers who took steroids and didn't diet at all and didn't really work out, and they didn't look anywhere near those guys, of course, and women. But one does not dismiss the other in other words yeah you're disciplined but you're still taking something to get that big you are not going then why take them and as I'm going to bring up and as I've experienced death all around me from people who have taken them you know when you're in the industry for 30 plus years they're you know you're gonna you're gonna see this stuff so I've seen it and back to the bodybuilding I did natural bodybuilding for you know I think it was coming up on two years or total years, many years ago, it was a lie detector test. I think I did, I don't know, six, eight shows. And it was a lie detector test for all of them, I think, except one. Lie detector. And the the people who would come in were gargantuan. And the people who weren't, lost. And I'm pretty sure that the people administering the lie detector test weren't trained. So even in natural bodybuilding, People are taking drugs. And I'm going to get to the testing part that's not lie detector, that's supposedly more accurate. And again, this goes to the problem, the huge problem. So it was lie detectors. And another thing about steroids that is not talked about, is not understood, other than people who have been around it and been in the strength and conditioning world for many years, is that you can also do steroids years prior and still reap the rewards. Now there's really not studies into this. How do you do that study? What are you what are you what are you looking at? I've had friends who've admitted took them in college and when they start working out again they're, they're a little different. So I would argue totally anecdotal. Seen it time and time again though. You don't have to do steroids a week prior or a year prior to still see the results. So, so many people I know will say that they're natural because they haven't done it in a while. (laughs) That's my point. And what that while is, is the question in their mind. Is it six months prior? Is that how you rationalize doing a natural bodybuilding show or saying you're not on them anymore? You're not on them? You're not taking them? And I know from, again, experience in this world that that's the case with a huge number of people who say they are not taking them or didn't take them. What they're saying, I didn't take them last month or two months ago or two weeks ago. All right? Now, there's a huge elephant in the room. And, and this is where, it, again, I don't want to necessarily have this conversation, but you have to. And it's, it's, you know, facts don't have feelings. They're just facts. So Arnold Schwarzenegger can't have this discussion without talking about Arnold Schwarzenegger. Once again, As someone who, you know, models my career as an entrepreneur in the fitness world on people who have been successful, he's amazing, has been successful in so many different fields. You can never take that away from him. The only thing that I have a problem with is that he represents fitness, that young kids are going to look up to that. And I was one of those young kids. I had a book with Franco Colombo and Arnold Schwarzenegger. Now, I never really wanted to be that big. I wanted to look good. I wanted to feel good. But when I used to do lectures to high schoolers on strength and conditioning, back before COVID, (laughs) I would often hold up a copy of one of the popular magazines, and those are going away, but the cover. And you would see this enormous person. And... Inside that magazine are supplements and workouts and dietary advice. And what I would say is you will never look like this just based on what's in these pages because they are leaving out the most important part. Now, again, you can have these bodybuilder people who are screaming, saying, no, 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 Tom. They're still. Yes, you're dieting down. You're cutting carbs. You're working your butt off. But if you don't need them, don't take them. because you- You have a really good chance of dying as the ultimate cost, as I'll get to. All right? So why do? Well, let me finish up with Schwarzenegger. President's Council on Physical Fitness. And again, huge. I talk about the five components of fitness. Love Arnold Schwarzenegger. Again, you know, what a a success story, the American dream, all of it. Not taken away from that. but. You know, how's his flexibility? How is his cardiovascular fitness? He's strong, looks good, but admitted steroid user. And now doctor supervision and things like that, you know, topic for another day. But when we're talking fitness, you got to have all five components. And if you listen to my episode on the sixth, you got to have balance and, you know, balance in there as well. All right? So why do people take them? (laughs) It's simple. And it's not simple. It is simple. It's someone like me who studies it. But for many people, it's confusing. So two main reasons people take them. The vanity side and the performance side. You're either trying to build muscle and lose fat. We can throw in there because it does that as well, many of them. And to enhance athletic performance. So visual and performance. You want to look better. You want to perform better. Some people want to do both. Now, when it goes to performance, and this is where it gets murky for so many people, especially in the endurance world, on the performance end, you're going to get stronger. You're going to get faster. It's going to improve your performance day of. But what people don't realize is it also enhances your practice. What do I mean by that? You recover faster, and you can push harder. (laughs) Let me say that again. You recover faster, and you push harder. In other words, simple analogy as an endurance guy. I actually just signed up for my next Ironman in Brazil. Can't believe it. Pulled the trigger last night. Cross fingers it happens. Thanks to COVID, I'm saying. (laughs) I will be there as far as training goes with an Ironman. And endurance athletes who take these drugs, they are doing it so that they can bike 100 miles on a Saturday and bike another 100 miles on Sunday if they want. But so they they can do what they want. So they recover faster and can push their bodies harder in practice. So, so many times, here's where we'll get to, getting ahead of myself a little bit. You'll look at someone, I'm not going to name names, you know, well-known endurance cyclists, runners, and they'll say, that guy's super skinny though. Or that woman. Both sexes abuse these drugs. So they can't possibly be on it. A, that's not what their goal is. So they're not lifting heavy weights. They're not taking in lots of protein. And not not doing a myriad of other things, supplements, to enhance their size. Their goal is not hypertrophy. Their goal is to go as long and as fast as possible. And so I can't tell you how many people, and I know many of you are listening and and. Are confused as well you go well that person can't possibly they're not huge the other thing that i will also get to is that the bodybuilders the enormous people they're not just taking one they're stacking them and they're taking a whole host of other things as well quite often okay so that endurance athlete is taking one two three there are tennis players <laughs> okay Numerous. I could go through every single sport because it's money and it's performance and you have a small window of time to make as much money as possible. So I could shock you with the number of tennis players who have been caught taking this. And I could get more specific with the specific type of steroids and drugs that they use, but just suffice it to say, performance and recovery, okay? Let me give you the real quick definition, Okay. Anabolic steroids are synthetic or human-made variations of the male sex hormone testosterone. Simple, right? The proper term for these compounds is anabolic androgenic steroids, okay? Anabolic means muscle building. Androgenic, that refers to the increase in the male sex characteristics, which is why when you see female bodybuilders, oftentimes you see that difference, You see the androgenic as well as the anabolic effects. Okay, real simple, keeping it top level, but steroids travel through the bloodstream to your tissue, your muscle tissue, and they bind to an androgen receptor. Okay, the drug can then interact with the cell's DNA and stimulate the protein synthesis process. Remember how many shows I've talked about protein, building block of muscle, and it stimulates the protein synthesis process And that promotes cell growth. You get bigger. Okay? Three ways to do steroids now. Three basic ways. Uh, Others, but these are the basics. Injection, which is what most people think about, right? And back in the day, you had to inject. And so some people who were scared of needles didn't do it. But now, and back when I was a trainer many years ago starting out, they started coming out with the oral steroids and topical creams. You know, a bunch of professional athletes caught, you know, or blamed it on the topical creams they took. Oral, I mean, I remember these names when I was doing research, coming all back up. I haven't been, you know, in the training world as far as the gyms in New York City in a long time, but Anadrol, Anavar, Dianabol. Remember remember hearing all the bodybuilders talking about that stuff, and trainers themselves. So those are just a couple of the oral ones that they would take. DECA and TREN, <laughs> these are the shortened versions, but there's, there's so many. There's so many. All right. Quick history of steroids. Testosterone first synthesized in Germany in 1935. And it was used medically at that time to treat depression. Okay. Professional athletes then started abusing them. They trace it back to the 1954 Olympics. Russian weightlifters were using them. They were given testosterone. Then in the 1980s, you had that explosion, anabolic steroid abuse into the general population, young men, bodybuilders, again, to enhance athletic performance, but in most cases to change their appearance, to look better. Right. Congress in 1990 passed the Anabolic Steroid Act to respond to this. So it's a separate drug class and categorized uh, in over there's over two dozen drugs. Uh, in this realm as controlled substances, okay? It's just, you know, it's pervasive. And one thing I do say about those action hero actors, I'm glad I'm not in that world. They're being paid tens of millions of dollars per movie. Why? One reason. Because they're not like everyday people. So I get that. From the professional athlete who, again, has to make as much money in as short amount of time as possible while staying healthy and and performance-based, and other people are taking them too. There's the topic for another day and one specific person that you may be thinking of. But I'm so glad I'm in the world I am in. And let me also give you an example When I was with Wilhelmina as a fitness model, I would often go on auditions that had some physical component to them. Commercial, videos, DVD, whatever. And I would be not only competing against guys, generally speaking, much younger than me because I signed at an older age. But I knew that they were on performance dancing drugs. So they looked a heck of a lot better. And they could push it harder. Not that it mattered that much in the workouts. Although a couple, I actually booked, funny story. DVD program that you would know about, a commercial, way back, and these guys look good that I was competing against in the audition that I was there you know, with, but we got put through a pretty rigorous workout, and they didn't have the cardio. So just more anecdotal about, you know, the looks versus the performance as far as that goes. But there are side effects. There are side effects. The the basic stuff that many of you are already familiar with, acne, baldness, aggression, and something the the, well, I'm not gonna give you the slang word, (laughs) gynecomastia, it's always tough to pronounce. And I've experienced seeing that. It's where guys grow breasts, essentially, because there's a whole estrogen, testosterone thing going on with steroids. All right, you know what, one quick break, and then we're going to put it all together. I'm going to give you the quick studies. I'm going to give you the four myths and misconceptions. And then you're going to know, right? You're going to know. Instead of wondering, you know, listening to that person. And, and one of the main reasons I'm doing this show, amongst many, but is kids. I got kids. And I want my kids to know to not feel bad about themselves. Because they can't achieve something. And to, to focus on the health. When I was competing against those guys and just the auditions, I felt good about myself. Didn't care if I got it or not based on what they had done. My goal was to live long and to be healthy. And as I'm going to end the show with, again, the number of people I know personally who have died. Most likely from steroid abuse because they were really young and they were really big. That's, That's what it's all about. All right. Final break. We'll be right back.
2: Any disease.
3: And again, I got really worked up about this show. And I think what tipped the scales, I know what tipped the scales for me was that one actor talking about longevity, because that drives me nuts. And I'm not naming names, but there is a super well known strength and conditioning coach who, suffice it to say, pushed the limits. <sighs> you got to be careful here. He died young. He died young. And, you know, Jack O'Lane used to say he couldn't die because it was bad for business. And I agree. You know. But again, the problem is that this person who died of the most common, one of the most common ways people die suddenly, the side effects of steroid use, they didn't attribute that most, most outlets to his death. All right? So... According to the National Institute of Health, here's five bad side effects. You know, that that don't go to longevity if you take steroids. Kidney problems or failure, huge one. Liver damage and tumors, another huge one. And then here's the real common stuff. Enlarged heart, high blood pressure, and changes in blood cholesterol, all of which increase, here we go, the risk of stroke and heart attack, even in young people. It uh, increases your risk of blood clots. Again, that's tied in. And it also increases your risk of numerous cancers, one being testicular. And that is alluding to a show to come. Another really tough topic. But this is life or death. And this is about health and wellness. And, you know, just because that actor makes tens of millions and looks really good... It's kind of why I started this show or in the intro I used to do to this show. Do you listen to someone who has years of experience and education or do you listen to someone who looks good? Well, when you listen to someone who just looks good, that could be a problem. Huge problem. All right. Let's get right to the myths. Four top myths. One of them still surprises me to this day. There are people that believe that steroids don't work. (laughs) They don't work. I had a doctor friend years ago who who believed it didn't work. And one of the reasons, one of the reasons he didn't, or the main reason he believes, and, and the body is a really smart machine, and so his belief was because the body makes testosterone naturally, that when you take it, it balances out. Now, he's right to a certain degree. People who take steroids often cause their body to stop making it. And there's, so, so there's issues. But to say it doesn't work is insane. And I'll give you a couple studies in just a second that show it does. But there are many people who say it doesn't work. It doesn't increase performance, doesn't lead to you getting bigger. And by the way, there's the argument, even with baseball players, that, well, it doesn't help you hit a ball, right? I'm not going to name those names. You know who I'm talking about. Many who got busted, taking performance enhancing drugs, and people said, well, they still have to hit the ball. Guess what? There are studies that are showing it helps with hand-eye coordination and things like that, okay? Oh, uh, but again, people who say it don't work. It's one of the top ones. I read it online. I read it when people challenge those people I'm talking about online and in other uh, forums. There will be people, not me, because I don't care. I'm not. That's not my style, but who call out those people and say, you know, and they will... List the specific drugs. I mean, these are true bodybuilders. They know exactly, most likely, what that person is taking. And there's quite often numerous comments saying, What are you talking about? It doesn't matter. A, they're not taking them, or B, even if they are, it doesn't make a difference. Of course it does. Not taken away from the dedication, the diet, the discipline, all of that stuff, of course. And then number two, I already kind of covered it. If you're not big, you're not taking them. Absolute fallacy. And that's where people don't understand the mechanisms of steroids. It is not only for hypertrophy, and that is one use. And I understand the confusion. I totally get it. How can this skinny triathlete marathon runner be taking them and not look like the bodybuilder? Well, many reasons. Many reasons. Leave them at that. All right? When it comes to recovery, I pulled a line from a study I'm going to bring up in a second. Here's a quote from that study. It has been reported that anabolic androgenic steroids can increase tolerance to exercise by making the muscles more capable to overload, therefore shielding them from muscle fiber damage and improving the level of protein synthesis during recovery. That is awesome. That is as deep as I'm going to get. And I'm going to read it one more time, just pull it apart real quickly. So when I talked about the ability to train longer and harder, to get back out for that next workout. And this is why so many professional athletes take them. They want to have a long career, as long as possible. Sometimes it's two years, all right? Can increase tolerance to exercise by making the muscles more capable to overload, pushing harder, therefore shielding them from muscle fiber damage and improving the level of protein synthesis during recovery. You're recovering faster. You're pushing your body harder, and you're coming back, okay? So, yeah, that's, that's just the simplest, clearest way I've seen in a long time, talking about the benefits that most people don't understand. Number three. Oh, oh, this is a huge one. This is a huge one. Debates I've had for years and, again, topics for more podcasts to come, testing works. Testing doesn't work. My anecdotal I threw out there, my experience with the stupid lie detectors, and by the way... I also did one show where they did your analysis and trust me from the look of the people that passed the test, I can tell you it doesn't work. And there's so many reasons why it doesn't. There are so many. Okay. And I'm going to read you again. I pulled this quote early, but here you go from a study I'm going to bring up in a second. In fact, New, more powerful and undetectable doping techniques and substances are now abused by professional athletes while sophisticated network of distribution have developed. They have to test for certain things. They also have to test for certain levels. It's not just the presence of something in your bloodstream. OK, so they have to n- have pretests. In other words, again, they are not just trying to find something there. I don't want to get too specific, but it's complicated. And so people go, well, they were tested. Uh, Tests are so inaccurate at best. And the professional athletes are one step ahead all the time. How are they one step ahead? Well, first of all, if you just go off the drugs, it's called cycling. So if you know when the test is, you can stop taking them weeks prior and they're not going to show up, but you're still going to get the benefit. That is why they have to do out of competition testing. You know, Tour de France guys, they have people knock on their doors during the off season, and they have to show up within minutes and give a your analysis. And there's a whole show we can do on that. Out of, so you can cycle, which most of them do. So if you're not getting tested out of competition, it's basically worthless for the most part. And then they have masking agents. You can take certain things, have certain techniques that will mask it. And then finally they are taking drugs that they will alter so they don't show up on the tests. And that is one of the most common as well. So those are but three ways that these tests don't work, okay? There are designer steroids, new versions all the time, all the time. By the way, one final one, they do test positive and it's often covered up, often covered up, okay? And the final one, that I've been talking about the whole way through because the whole longevity thing really irked me that the risks of taking them are exaggerated. No. Now listen, I've said it throughout this entire show. If you're a professional athlete, if you're an actor, action star, God bless you. You know, you got to be bigger, faster, stronger for both careers. And, and there's other careers as well, where, you know, this may come into play that's tough. I still wouldn't take them. I want to be around, but, but I'm not them. So that's the difference. I'm, uh, I'm not passing judgment. I'm just giving you the facts on the, the health and the studies, health risks. So there's the cost benefit that those people do. And, and they've, (laughs) they've done the studies, they've, you know, Olympic athletes, widely known study question. They asked a bunch of athletes years ago was if you could win a gold medal. But it would, you know, you'd have to give up years on your life. What what would you do? The vast majority said, of course, I want that gold medal. And so that is the cost benefit risk reward. They are oftentimes doing with the steroids, the people who are in the know. And then some take them, many take them without knowing the true effects. All right. Two quick studies. The Effect of Oral Anabolic Steroid on Muscle Strength and Muscle Growth in Hemodialysis Patients. This was Clinical Journal of the American Society of Nephrology, February 2013. So sarcopenia is really common in these patients. Uh, Hemodialysis. So this study looked at whether the anabolic steroid oxymethylone improved muscle mass and hand grip strength and how. Real quickly, 43 patients Basically broken down the middle, 21 and 22. Some took it, some did not. What did they find? In the hemodialysis patients, ingesting oxymethylone was associated with an increase in fat-free mass, okay? They built muscle, uh, hand grip strength, and muscle mRNA levels for several growth factors and a decrease in fat mass. They gained muscle, they lost fat, they increased their strength, but it also induced liver injury. Remember liver? I think that was the second one I brought up. Got, you know, kidney issues, liver issues. That's really important. And one really interesting thing about this study, I don't believe, you know, that they were doing any extra exercise. So that hand grip strength, when people talk about, you know, yes, you have to work out, of course you do. But I couldn't find anywhere in that study where they did some kind of exercise intervention. All right, so that is interesting. And finally, one more study, anabolic androgenic steroid-related deaths, autoptic, histopathological, and toxicological findings. Always a mouthful. And this was in Current Neuropharmacology, January 2015. This was an interesting one. Uh, Review of literature, basically, they identified 19 fatal cases between 1990 and 2012, in which the autopsy ex- excluded, all, in all cases, extra cardiac causes of death. Here is the findings, though. All you really need to know. The prolonged misuse and abuse of androgenic anabolic steroids can determine several adverse effects, some of which may be even fatal, especially on the cardiovascular system, because they may increase the risk of sudden cardiac death, myocardial infarction, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, and the fact there was only 19, that, that's a problem. There's more. There's so many more. Uh, let's just wrap it up. <laughs> I, feel like, I feel like I got it out there. I feel like I started the, the discussion. Cost benefit. You know. I just want honesty. I, I want honesty in all aspects of the health and wellness world. And when you have kids who, by the way, <laughs> went through this whole show, who are taking them to try to be like those movie stars, professional athletes. That's a problem. That's a problem. And the ones who are lying about it, that's a problem. So I'm just giving you the facts. Steroids work. Steroids are dangerous. I have handfuls of people who I know died early and were taking steroids. And that's all I can say. And it's such a touchy subject because their deaths They're deaths. And you can't 100% say that that caused it. And that's a huge problem with health and wellness, is the cause effect. You know, there's a friend of mine who had a trainer who was ginormous. And he used to, the, the friend who was working with the trainer, used to make fun of me all the time. Just starting out, I was half the size, if that, not even half the size of this guy. He said, why aren't you as big as my trainer? Why well, aren't you as big as my trainer? Look at my trainer. That trainer who was heavy into the bodybuilding world died in his 40s, early 40s, of one of the risk factors that I just gave you. Now, I could give you 10 more examples of stories like that. Can I say absolutely that the steroids were the result? No, because by the way, Bodybuilders often take things like ephedrine, growth hormone, insulin, diuretics, so many other things. And that, that's part of the problem, too. So my point is, again, honesty, facts, and always look at the big picture. Whatever you're doing, that's what I do. And I'm willing to be smaller. I'm willing to lose a race or not perform as well compared to some other people who are, are doing things that are illegal. Totally okay with that. Because my goal is longevity. True longevity. okay? And to give you the facts to do the same as well. And there you have it. Oh, I feel like I got a little thing off my chest. There's more to this, <laughs> not today. All right, so I hope you learned something. If steroids have confused you and if you're still confused, reach out to me Tom H. Fit instagram and twitter tom h fit go to fitnessdisrupted.com i'm redoing my website by the way it's a long time coming i do my own websites that's part of the problem but you can go there as well fitnessdisrupted.com reach out subscribe to the show if you haven't tell a friend and rate the show that is greatly appreciated as well Uh, again all i care about is helping you have the best information possible to live the best life possible because we control three things how much we move, what we put into our mouths, and our attitudes. And that's awesome. I am Tom Holland. This is Fitness Disrupted. Believe in yourself. Fitness Disrupted is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows.